Today is the 16th day of December. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you today as we gather again and keep cozy in this wintry December as we come together around the global campfire for our next step forward on this grand journey, a year of life together, every day together, through the entire Bible together. And we've been working our way through the, the minor prophets, as we know. We started the book of Micah yesterday, and we talked about that some. We will conclude the book of Micah in our Old Testament reading today by reading Micah chapter 5, 6, and 7. The Eternal One says, Now muster your troops, O daughter. You have been besieged, and they will strike the judge of Israel on the cheek with a rod. But you, Bethlehem of Ephrathah, of the clans of Judah, are no poor relation. From your people will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel, whose origins date back to the distant past, to the ancient days. So God will abandon Israel only until the now laboring mother gives birth and then those of his people who survive will be gathered back together with the rest of Israel. And he will stand and feed his flock in the power of the Eternal One, with the majesty of the name of the Eternal, his true God. And they will live in safety, for his greatness will extend to the farthest parts of the earth. He will be our peace. When the Assyrians invade us, set foot inside our strong places, we will raise up more than enough to conquer them seven shepherds and eight rulers of men. They will rule over the country of Assyria with the sword and the country of Nimrod at its front gates. He will save us from the Assyrians when they invade our lands and tread in our borders. Then what remains of Jacob will be like a dew from the eternal, like showers on the grass which are beyond the control of humans. He will spread throughout many peoples and many nations, like a lion among beasts of the forest a young lion among flocks of sheep. He tramples and tears as he goes. No one will survive. You will have victory over all your enemies, and all who oppose you will be routed. When that day comes, I will rip your horses from beneath you and destroy your chariots and weapons of war. I will rip the cities from your lands and cast down all your fortresses. I will tear all magic spells from your hands and overthrow your magicians and fortune tellers, and I will tear down the images and sacred pillars among you. Never again will you worship these gods that your own hands have made. I will uproot the sacred poles in your communities and tear down your towns, and with anger and great wrath I will execute my vengeance against all the nations that have disobeyed me. Listen to what the Eternal is saying. People of Israel, stand up and plead your case to the mountains. Let the hills hear what you have to say. Listen, jury of mountains, to the complaint of the Eternal One. Listen, you enduring foundations of the earth, for he brings a charge against his people and argues against Israel. My people, what have I done against you? How have I made you tired of me? Answer me. I brought you up out of the land of Egypt, paid your ransom, freed you from that place of slavery, and sent Moses, Aaron, and Miriam to lead you. O oh, my people, 
Remember how King Balak of Moab plotted against you, how Balaam, Beor's son, answered him, refusing to curse you. Everything happened between Shittim and Gilgal as you took possession of the lands I promised you so that you might remember all the saving acts of the Eternal. And Israel says, What should I bring into the presence of the Eternal One to pay homage to the God Most High? Should I come into His presence with burnt offerings, with year-old calves to sacrifice? Would the Eternal be pleased by thousands of sacrificial rams, by ten thousand swollen rivers of sweet olive oil? Should I offer my oldest son for my wrongdoing, the child of my body to cover the sins of my life? No. He has told you, mortals, what is good in his sight. What else does the Eternal ask of you but to live justly and to love kindness and to walk with your true God in all humility? The voice of the Eternal cries out to the city of Jerusalem, and the wise fear your name. And the Eternal One says, Listen, all of you gathered there, tribe and people, can I overlook the treasures of wickedness stored away in the house of the wicked, the dishonest scales and measures that I hate? Can I overlook the one who uses crooked scales and bags of dishonest weights to cheat the innocent? Her rich are filled with violence. Her citizens speak lies, and the words of their mouths can never be trusted. That is why I will strike you down with disease, destroy you because of your wrongdoing. You will eat, but you will never be satisfied. You will always feel the gnawing pains of hunger. You will store away, but never keep safe. What you have put aside, I will destroy with the sword. You will sow grain, but never reap it. You will plant olives, but never anoint yourself with their sweet oil. You will harvest vineyards for juice, but never drink the wine. For you have followed the ways of Omri and all the works of the kingdom of Ahab, and you have followed their paths of wickedness. That is why I can justifiably decimate you. Your citizens will be the subject of satire and mockery, and you will bear the scorn my people deserve. Israel says, I am filled with sadness, like one who, after the grapes have been gathered, after all the summer fruit has been picked, can find nothing to eat, not a cluster of grapes, not even one of those early figs I love. The faithful have disappeared from the land, and no one honest remains. They are all alert for blood, hunting their neighbors with a net. The hands of those who should know better are good at doing evil. The ruler and the judge ask for bribes. The people in power merely mention their deepest desires, and the ruler and judge make sure they happen. The best of them is as painful to deal with as a briar, the most honest of them like a hedge heavy with thorns. So the day your watchmen have awaited, the day of your punishment has come. Now you will be confused and confounded. Do not trust your neighbor or rely on a friend. Do not tell your secrets even to the spouse who shares your bed. For the son insults the father, the daughter rebels against the mother, and the daughter-in-law rises up against the mother-in-law. Your enemies can be found within your own household. 
But as for me, I will look to the Eternal One, and my hope is in the true God who will save me. My God will hear me. Do not gloat at my fate, my enemy. Although I am down now, I will rise up. Although I am in darkness now, the Eternal One will be my light. I must bear his anger because I have sinned against him until he argues on my behalf and rights all my wrongs. He will bring me out into the light and then I will see his saving justice. When my enemy sees that God has rescued me, then shame will wash over her because she sneered to me, where is the eternal, your God? It will be my turn to watch when she is trampled, walked on like mud in the streets. Israel, that will be the day for building your city walls. That will be the day to expand your national boundaries. In that day, people will come to you from everywhere, from Assyria to cities in Egypt, from Egypt to the Euphrates River, from sea to sea and from mountain to mountain. The earth will become a desert because those who live on it will produce no fruit from their labors. God, with your shepherd's staff, Lead your people to pasture. Lead the flock that belongs to you and grazes alone in the forest surrounded by garden lands. Let them graze in Bashan and Gilead as they used to do long ago. I will show you wonders as you saw in the days when you came out of Egypt. The nations will see and be ashamed despite all their might. With their hands over their mouths and ears they will hear nothing. They will lick dust like the snakes of the earth crawling across the dirt. They will creep out of their holes, shivering in terror because of you. They turn to the Eternal, our true God, filled with dread, and they stand in awe of you. Is there any other God like you who forgives evil and passes over the transgressions done by yours who remain? He does not hold on to his anger forever because he delights in showing love and kindness. He will take pity on us again, will tread our wrongdoing underfoot. He will cast all our sins down to the bottom of the sea. Show your faithfulness to Jacob and show your faithful love to Abraham as you swore to our ancestors in the days long ago. Revelation 7 After this vision, I saw four heavenly messengers standing at the four corners of the earth. They were holding back the four winds so that the earth would not be overcome by violent rushing winds blowing over the land or over the sea or blowing down any tree. And I saw a fifth messenger coming up with the sun as it was rising in the east, carrying the seal of the living God. He called with a great and loud voice to the four messengers who had authority to harm the earth and its seas. The fifth messenger said, Do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we seal the servants of our God with a mark of ownership on their foreheads. Then I heard that 144,000 would receive the seal, that is, 12,000 from every tribe of Israel, Judah, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Naphtali, Manasseh, Simeon, Levi, Issachar, Zebulun, Joseph, and Benjamin. 
After I heard about these who would be sealed, I looked and saw a huge crowd of people which no one could even begin to count, representing every nation and tribe, people and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white robes and waving palm branches. They called out with one loud voice, Salvation comes only from our God who sits upon the throne and from the Lamb. All the heavenly messengers stood up encircling the throne and the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell prostrate before the throne and worshipped God. The heavenly messengers, elders, and living creatures said, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God and on and on throughout all the ages. Amen. One of the elders said to me, Who are these people clothed in white robes, and where have they come from? And I said, Sir, surely you know the answer to your own questions. And one of the elders said, These are coming from the time of great suffering and affliction. They have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb, cleansing them pure white. Responding out of a heart filled with praise, they congregate before the throne of God and constantly worship Him day and night in His temple. The one seated on the throne will always live among them. They will never be hungry or thirsty again. The sun or blazing heat will never scorch them, because the Lamb who stands at the center of the throne is their shepherd and they are His sheep, and He will lead them to the water of life and God will dry every tear from their eyes. Psalm 135 Praise the Eternal. Praise and glorify the name of the One who always has been and always will be. Praise Him, servants of the Eternal. Join in the chorus, all you who minister in the Eternal's temple in the courts of our God's temple. Glorify the Eternal, for He is good. Sing praises and honor His name, for it is delightful. For the Eternal made His choice. He selected Jacob as His own. He claimed Israel as His possession. Now I know this. The Eternal is great. His power is unmatched. Our Master is above any so-called God. He does whatever He pleases, in heaven, on earth, in the seas, and in all the ocean depths. He draws up the clouds that rise over the whole earth. He causes rain and the lightning to strike, and He summons the wind from His storehouses. He took the lives of Egypt's firstborn, human and beast alike. O oh, Egypt, He worked wonders and signs before your eyes, signs against Pharaoh and Pharaoh's servants. He destroyed nation after nation and killed mighty kings, Sion, the Amorite king, Og, the king of Bashan, and even all the kingdoms of Canaan. He conquered their land and gave it as an inheritance, an inheritance for his people Israel. Eternal One, your name is everlasting. Your legacy, Eternal One, will be known through all the ages, for the Eternal will judge his people. He will show compassion to those who serve Him. The nations have idols of silver and gold crafted by human hands. They shaped mouths for them, but they cannot speak. They carved eyes into them, but they cannot see. They placed ears on them, but they cannot hear. 
They cannot breathe, not even a puff of air from their mouths. The artisans who made them are just like them, and so are all who mistakenly trust in them. No exceptions. House of Israel, praise the Eternal. House of Aaron, praise the Eternal. House of Levi, praise the Eternal. All those who revere the Eternal, praise Him. Blessed be the Eternal from Zion, the one who has made Jerusalem his home. Praise the Eternal. Proverbs 30, 5 and 6 Every word of God will be put to the test and proven true. He is a defense for those who trust in Him. Take care. Add nothing to what He has said, for if you do, He will correct you and expose you as a liar. Okay, so we concluded the book of Micah today and we explored sort of the bottom line about what God wants from us. And we come to Micah this time of year and it's like we're out shopping and buying things and getting people what they want and hoping for things that we want or trying to figure out how we're going to manage all this. What does God want that we could give as a gift to him? Like we're going to give everybody gifts that we know in our lives. But what about God who came for us and created this moment for us to be thankful and grateful and give gifts? What does he want? I think if we're going to look into Micah for that, we have to look first at what he doesn't want. And before that, we have to think about a couple of questions that are very sad that Micah asked from the mouth of God today. And God said, My people, what have I done against you? How have I made you tired of me? Answer me. Think about that for just a second. We, we can read it in the Bible and look at God talking to Israel and just kind of disassociate from it. But what if we personalized it? What if God were here saying, what have I done to you? What have I done to make you so tired of me? Answer me. I don't, I don't even know what I would do. I can't even imagine. That is very disruptive to think about because I'm trying not to live like that, right? And we're all trying not to live like that, but we're broken people and we find ourselves in brokenness all the time. And for some reason, we seem addicted to certain kinds of brokenness that we just, what for whatever reason has us. But as God is saying in Micah, like all these things that you turn to are made out of your own hands. They can't breathe. They can't smell. They can't hear you. They can't bless you. They can't do anything for you. You're missing the point. You're wasting your life. What did I do to make you so tired of me? Man, we, we find ourselves asking God that question. What did I do? Why are you so mad at me? But we don't expect that kind of question from God. Like God is asking what else he has to do to be seen by us, to get our attention, what else he has to do to prove his love. That is that's heartbreaking friends 
It makes me want to cry. That's heartbreaking to think that we could cause our Heavenly Father those feelings. And then God listed all kinds of ways that he had been caring for his people, the ways that he had protected him, and that they still betrayed him. And so in response, Micah muses about what, what could be done and speaks through the mouth of Israel. Like, what could they bring? Like, knowing this, now that God is here and we see who we are and we see what we've done and there is no explanation and there is no justification and there is no redemption outside of God, what are we supposed to do now that God is here confronting us? Is it rituals? Is it sacrifice? Is it worship? Is it singing? Is it their repentance that they would scream and shout? Is that what God wants from them? It's just, that's not what God wants. When Israel amuses, what do you want? What can we do? What do you want this? Do you want that? We'll do this. We'll do that. God says, no, he has told you mortals what is good in his sight. What else does the eternal ask of you but to live justly and to love kindness and to walk with your God in all humility? There it is. That is what God wants from us. And in this season, in this season especially, should we not give him what he wants? He wants us to do what is right. He wants us to act justly. He wants us to love mercy, which is different than being merciful once in a while. He wants us to love mercy. He wants us to walk humbly with him, to have our life and being in this world with the awareness of his presence that it is he who is animating us. He is the source of life and he is revealing his love for Earth's people through our lives. That's what he wants. But isn't that what we want too? Isn't it just that we want to be the boss? We want him to do what we say. When it doesn't work that way, we do what he says. I mean, Christmas is a busy time. I'm getting frazzled too. We're busy, more busy than most times of the year. Rhythms are disrupted, running around doing this and that. And beneath all that, at least for me, I get the blues and existential questions come into my mind and what is the purpose? And it's important to remember things like what God has spoken through Micah. It can kind of simplify things back down to the essential core. And we begin to realize that the mayhem of Christmas time may not be what God wants. It's what we want and it's fun and he enjoys that. But he is interested in our lives that we might do what is right to love mercy and to walk humbly with our God. Let's go out and do that today. And Father, we, we can't do it without you, so we become aware of your presence here and now, knowing that your presence will accompany us wherever we step, wherever we go. That you see and hear it all, nothing is hidden from you. And we want to include you in all that we do and say. 
So come Holy Spirit and be involved in every word that we speak, every thought that we have, every action that we take today. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. That is the website. It's where you can find out what's happening. And we know it's Christmas time around here because it's Christmas time around everywhere. And Christmas time around the Daily Audio Bible this year is centered around the music of the Daily Audio Bible. I've been saying it for a couple weeks now. We pressed five different projects from the music of the Daily Audio Bible. The Sleep Album, the Heart Album, the Promised Land Album, and then Family Christmas and Christmas Time, two holiday titles for the season. And they're on commemorative, like it's like a keepsake, limited edition vinyl and colored vinyl. It's, they're beautiful to, to have. And we are using these this year to sew into what comes next for us in the new year with new infrastructure and a brand new app coming our way. So thank you for your partnership on that. You can find these at dailyaudiobible.com or using the app. Just go to the shop and then you'll find a Christmas section and it's in there. And so thank you for your partnership. And if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible here at the end of the year, thank you humbly, humbly. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner where the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. This is Jody from North Carolina. I am calling in for Delta Alta Foxtrot and Blind Tony, as well as some other prayer requests that I asked the family to join me in praying tonight. Father, we lift up Delta Alta Foxtrot and Blind Tony to you. Lord, I pray that you would bring joy to their grieving hearts, the loss of their loved ones, and all those out there who have not called in, who have lost so many this past year. Just pray that you would heal our hearts and heal our grief and help us to find the joy in you and know that you are in control and our loved ones are with you. And we will see them again, and they are in a better place. And Father, I pray for Tony, that you would provide for him and his sister a safe place for them to live with warmth and water and all that they need. Pray that the damage to their home is not so great that they're unable to live there. I pray that insurance would cover all the damages and that they would not have any financial loss ahead of them because of this. Father, I pray that you would lift them up and encourage them in their struggles. Father, I pray in my life and I ask the family to pray with me for my husband. I will be seeing him for the first time in over a month. 
for a couple of days. He has one more month to decide if he's going to continue to file for divorce. So I pray that, Lord, you work in his heart, that you would stop the plans of the devil, stop the plans of Satan from ruining more marriages in our country and just do a world of change in my husband's heart. In Jesus' name I pray. I pray for our time together for all those that are struggling. Christ's name I pray. Amen. Uh, hello, my DAV family. This is Mark Street from Sydney, Australia. Today is Tuesday the 5th of um, December. I'm listening to the uh, uh, prayers at the end of the year. And I heard Blind Tony saying that uh, he's had a fire in his house. And I just want to pray for him. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you humbly, um, asking that um, you protect Tony and his family, Lord. Lord, you know how much he loves this community. You know how much he loves you, Lord. And um, Lord, restore the things that the enemy has taken away from him. Lord, you are possible. Everything is possible with you, we know. And Lord, look down upon Tony and his family and shower your blessings upon him in the way that you know is correct in your name lord i love you tony i'm thinking of you as well love your family my street sydney from sydney Australia. bye hey dab family this is in the vine from indiana again and i'm calling just to let you know that it is possible it is possible to get through what you're going through it is possible even in that tunnel where the light seems so far away it is possible. Where you fall off the track of the Bible, where you fall off the track with God, where you fall off the track of life, it is possible. It's very possible. Um, there was a moment in my life which you guys know a little bit about, um, and I won't go into detail because I don't want to put myself out there too much, um, you know, as my dad would say. But um, it's, it has been hard. I uh, was in a situation where I couldn't be at school for like two weeks. Um, uh, and for whatever reason, you know, of course, I fell away from God at that time. Um, but I have, this is just such an awesome app where I have been able to like keep in touch with the Bible. Now, it's still sad that I haven't touched my paper Bible in quite a while. Um, but I'm learning to keep picking that up too and not lean too much on this. But it's the Bible and it's commentary. So I don't know why it's so bad in my head. But anyway, yeah, so it is possible to get through what you're going through. Just keep pushing and look at that small, light, ever gentle voice at the end of the tunnel. Telling you, come here. Telling you, you got this. Telling them, come on. You got this. And man, is there an audience just waiting for you. You know what I mean? All right. Bye. I love you. I'll see you in a little bit. Bye. Good morning, Davers. Uh, this is John O'Connor. I, uh, I can't believe that for a second day in a row I've had to uh, call in um, as usual. I'm calling in from South Sudan. And, uh, we are enjoying our rainy season and uh, humid weather. But anyway, I just wanted to uh, talk to a brother who called in and I uh, can't remember his name, but 
Uh, he's really beat up about his marriage. He's been married for 10 years, and, and he says that things are not looking good at this time, um, and that uh, he owned up to the fact that he has not been uh, doing what he's supposed to do as a child of God. Uh, you would think that at, uh, at 35 years of marriage that I would have uh, something to tell you that will help you. But the fact is, I do not. And uh, all I can tell you is that you are in a good place, that you recognize that God is the answer. And he is truly the answer. For me, over 35 years, I've, I've gone through a lot, maybe a lot more than you. But uh, God has kept us up to now. And I know he will keep you and your wife. Uh, one thing that I have learned to do is uh, Ephesians chapter 6 uh, from verse 10 that uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but uh, principalities of darkness. May God help you in Jesus' name. Amen.